0: Welcome to The Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited for my next guest, Andrea Tulshidas. Andrea is the Community Advocacy Lead at OutSystems. She also won the Community Professional of the Year for a Virtual Event Community at the 2021 Community Industry Awards and was invited to be on the judging panel for this year's awards season. Today, Andrea shares how her team is adjusting and adapting to the ever-changing landscape of community events. She also shares some advice for any community managers out there planning to launch their own user group programs. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, Andrea. So let's begin. Can you describe what OutSystems is and what exactly you do in your role? So OutSystems is a tech company. We developed a low-code
1: development platform that enables developers, whether professional, whether aspiring, from all realms of programming languages to build web and mobile applications, no matter the complexity, whether small, simple applications to use internally in companies, whether for very big enterprise companies with very complex solutions. So yeah. We basically have a community of developers that use that product, that use our program. And what I do as a community advocacy lead is I manage our super user programs. So a little bit like how CMX has their their super user program, we have two different kinds of programs. So we have our champions who are basically our community leaders. They're doing all the things online in the forums, contributing with documentation, with content, and at the same time, organizing our user groups and doing all of the things offline. And we have our MVPs, our most valuable professionals, who are our tech experts, who are helping our product and our engineering teams advance with bringing feedback from the field and just making sure that they're evangelizing and really advocating for our software and bringing in more people to the community so it's really cool
0: <laughs> so you like many of us wear many hats and you know andrea they all look so good on you all of the hats that you <laughs> wear at OutSystems. systems Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well i want to dig into your user group program because in 2020 the industry was talking about transitioning from in-person events to virtual And then in 2021, the conversation became about moving back to in-person and the introduction of like hybrid events. How is OutSystems handling the move back to in-person and this kind of ever-changing landscape of events?
1: So it's been a whirlwind, I'm not going to lie, but I am going to pause and give a huge shout out to our current user group queen, which I've passed the baton, um, Katerina Prada, who I am throwing positive vibes out there that she's going to win next year's user group CIA. Who knows? So everyone prepare yourselves. I'm already campaigning. But but our user group program suffered a lot in terms of figuring out what would work for the community. And I've always been a huge fan of not Imposing anything towards our ecosystem and letting our leaders really define what makes them feel comfortable and how autonomous they want to be and, and really rely on us and let them make the decisions. And so we had a couple of groups that wanted to maintain physical. We had a couple of groups that wanted to do virtual. We just went with the flow and figured out what each local community was doing, how each local government was, was reacting because if you look into Australia, their their political guidelines are going to be different from the United States, that are going to be different from what ha- what's happening in Portugal. So we tried to be as mindful as we could and just tell all our leaders, basically, whatever works for you works for us. So we had a, a bit of a mix. We had some uh, chapters that went to the physical side. We had some user groups that decided to stay online and we're even like dipping our toe into the hybrid. A couple weeks ago, we had a hybrid event in Brazil. And I think that it was really different because the audience is still not expecting it. They're still not very used to the fact that they can be with people and at the same time have a virtual speaker talking to them and feeling like they're in the same room. And I feel like there are a lot of dynamics that haven't been explored yet. So how is like networking going to work? Are you going to do it like virtual with with physical at the same time, like you can't share a drink with with someone that's not in front of you, right? So I think that there are a lot of dynamics that make an event what it is of meeting people, of sharing that connection, of creating a relationship that hasn't been perfected through the hybrid model. But I think that at the end of the day, if our community leaders feel empowered to define how they want to do it, then they're going to kill it. (laughs)
0: Well, and I think you definitely kind of hit the nail on the head. There's so many ways that you could do hybrid. There are so many options and so many kind of combinations of, is the speaker virtual? Are the attendees virtual? Is the event itself virtual? Are there watch parties around the world? Like there's so many different combinations. I know Anne-Marie, who of course leads CMX Summit and our HQ events, is like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with all of the possibilities. Definitely. And I think that there are always different little bits
1: that you can try and figure out how to make it more personal. I know that for this incredible award ceremony, I received a huge, huge packet of swag and like just little goodies. I mean, I'm in Portugal, so I don't have the same chips that you have in the United States. And let me tell you, they were fantastic, but I wasn't expecting to receive like that care package. And I feel like those little things that make you feel connected. In a virtual landscape, make it all the more better, right? Make you feel at least part of something more personal. So I'm probably thinking that someone else from this event also received this package. It's about making people feel like they're part of something together.
0: Definitely. and. So Andrea, you won the 2021 Community Industry Awards for Virtual Event Program, and this year you came back to join us as a judge for the User Group Program of the Year. So you're definitely involved, which we love, and we love having you a part of the CMX community.
1: I feel honored to be a part of this community, and it's been so exciting to see. I feel like I'm very fortunate and very lucky to be able to to be a part of this journey with the CMX ecosystem. and feel like I have my own family of crazy community managers and that I'm not the weirdo that talks about community management alone with people that don't understand me. So it's like I have my, my people, right? I found my place. And it's been so incredible to see how the community industry is growing and how these user group programs are popping up and growing and doing all these amazing things. So it's just incredible to see.
0: I'm sure David is smiling backstage (laughs) because I'm pretty sure that's exactly why they started CMX all those years ago. Okay, I've got a couple more questions. First of all, what is some advice that you would give someone launching a brand new like advocate or user group program today? Awesome question. So if anyone
1: can learn from my mistakes, which were a couple, listen to your community instead of trying to define something that you think is going to work for you or for your company instead of testing it out. I think that that's the first, not error, but maybe misconception that you know exactly what's going to work because other companies do a certain way or because it worked for someone that you know or because you read something that was successful. And that doesn't necessarily apply to every community. A community strategy is not necessarily as generalistic that it can be applied and successful, um, to all different kinds of communities. And so I'm always a fan of talking to the people. My team knows that when I, when I started the super user programs, my calendar was filled with one-on-ones with community members, like crazy. Like everyone was taking vacation before Christmas and I had probably 40 one-on-ones in a week because I just wanted to get to know people. I wanted to wish them happy holidays. But at the same time, you're never gonna know what works for your community if you don't talk to them. So that's my number one rule. Never assume that something's going to work for your community without testing it. Just talk to them.
0: That's such good advice. (laughs) Okay. There are no limits on the community corner podcast, except for our time limit. (laughs) So I've come to the last question, which is who is a community builder that you would love to grab lunch with?
1: Oh my God. So I have a very funny story. I'm going to try to keep it short because you know, I talk a lot, but our, on our first community podcast that we did a while ago, you asked me this and I said, Holly Firestone, because she's a goddamn rock star. And out of the blue, she literally tweets me, tweets at me. I don't know how you say this, saying that she would love to grab nata, which is like a pastry from Portugal with me. And I, I, I kid you not. I spat my soup and I let my phone <laughs> fall to the ground because I was like, this is not happening. Oh my God. Holly fire started tweeting at me. So now I don't know what to do. I feel like that's already like, <laughs> that's already unbeatable. But if, Non-fictional characters count Ted Lasso, um, because I'm obsessed with him and because I feel like he is without a doubt a master in community relationships and understanding people and thought leadership at the same time. And when everything is not going okay, he does it with a smile. And that's how I try to do community management. But if we're talking about real people, <laughs> I think. Evan Hamilton is is amazing so he's like XCMX he's now at Reddit and I've been lurking his Twitter for too many years I've been consuming massively his his newsletters for so long that just even drinks with Evan would would make my day so if we can make that happen. <laughs>
0: that (laughs) works Well, I think the, the track record of the podcast making real lunches happen is really good so far. So I'm hoping that you're lucky. Thank you so much for sharing, Andrea. And thank you for joining us today. Congratulations again last year. And thank you again for being a judge this year. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Jim X. And good luck to all the finalists. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is The Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre.